Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well let's talk about Iowa neck collars. So these neck collars, I've been uh, researching them for quite a while and not finding anything. And they're black. And some of the photos I had, they were all black, and some of them had white numbers on them, numbers and letters. And I was calling them, like, the uh, Black Helicopter CIA neck collars because I couldn't find out shit about them. <laughs> well, that all changed uh, very rapidly. Um, like January 12th, I got an email from the Iowa DNR that said, uh, hey, we put out these neck collars, and we're having a webinar to discuss all the results. Or not all the results, but some interesting things. Sweet. By the way, we put them on females, mostly in the Des Moines area, and we used 71 of them between 2018 and 2020. That's... I was like, that is so much more information than I had five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> they really did a good job keeping it hush. But I would see one once in a while get shot. Somebody would message me like on Instagram or Snapchat and be like, check this out, like in the middle of the summer. It's just around the Des Moines area. So I knew they existed, but yeah, they had a webinar that went through all their cool findings and results. And I figured we could discuss that. Well, yeah, well, I don't leave me hanging, get into it. All right. First of all, it's a really interesting, um, molt migrator events because all of these neck collars were set on females that had kids in Iowa. So this would be, you know, midsummer. So what would have had to have happened to get molt migrator data was they would have to have a failed nest in subsequent years and then molt migrate. Well, a bunch of them did. Hmm. And this shot up to um, northern Manitoba and southern none of it. Like pretty much wow. where... That's where the like, snow geese go. Yeah, like snow geese or... I mean, Western Prairie population, I guess what they used to call it, but like pretty much small Canada's where they breed. And they did this like in early June 
pretty pretty much coinciding with all the molt migrator exodus time frame that everybody else sure. has come up with but i thought that was super interesting and uh it took like a real direct shot route straight up there in early june and then starting in late august they started coming back down and they took a meandering just explorational path i'm gonna send you a text of the Chasing photo of this food gotta be right yeah to some degree but um they didn't go into the Dakotas, like, pretty much at all. Huh. Yeah, I'm sending you a photo of the migration paths right now so you can take a peek. Okay. There it is. So, yeah, there, it looks like there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But at least a dozen birds they have data on for just 2020. Oh, a couple of them straight into the Dakotas. And that's what you're looking at is just the fall just the fall migration. Just the tip, the northeast tip of... Uh, just to see how it feels. North Dakota. And, I mean, it is pretty much a direct highway down the center of Minnesota to Des Moines. <laughs> so these... Um, what I'm looking here... Okay, so these are all molts. This 2020 molt migration. All those are adult females with a failed nest. And so do these... Do they also have GPS trackers on yeah. them? Okay. Yep. I was like, these well, are how all... you just call it? How the hell are they going to know that? Okay, that makes sense. Yep. These are uh, cell phone transmitter, um, rechargeable, like they recharge with the sun. They got the solar panel on them. And uh, and this is all coming back from? This is Yep. This is all from August 26th to October 31st. But they all went back to that Des Moines area. Yeah. It seems like they centered up to where they had, pretty close to where they had nested in the previous summer or the previous couple summers where they were banded. That is crazy. But they had some like on a straight line migration that went up to 1800 miles North. What are they doing in the Arctic circle? And how do they know? I don't know. <laughs> like literally, how do they know? Like I'm assuming I mean, I guess there's no way to know, but I'm assuming they hatched in that area. Yes, they probably most likely did hatch in the Des Moines area. So they must have made that trek a couple times before they came became breeders? Or... Possibly. But even then, like, how does a goose know once it's hatched? That it's just that, I mean, it's instinct, right? I mean, we're trying to figure out... You know. I think so because they have. I have read before that geese will do this molt migration when they've never been shown it. Yeah, so it's and it's be... not like it's not like a few of them do it. Like it's like ninety percent. I don't know about it on this study, but I've read other studies that were like ninety percent of failed nesters do it. Uh, so in the study in this webinar, did they expound on like on reasons they think why this happens or? Not that I can, uh, I guess, recall, like off the top of my head. They're talking about how it was interesting. <laughs> well, it, and, it is. <laughs> They're not and, wrong. And on band studies, um, all throughout the Midwest, but especially you get as far south as like central Iowa and further south than that, they had this really weird phenomenon going on where adults had higher mortality rates than juveniles on Canada geese. Hmm. On all their 
results or like continuing band studies that they have. Like, why are the adults getting killed more than the juvies? And there was always like a, a hypothesis that it was happening because of the molt migration and the exposure to hunters that happens during that molt migration. And now they're finally putting some data behind that theory, <laughs> which we've all known for the last dozen years, well, right. considering how many bands from Iowa we see on <laughs> molt migration hunts, you know, like, but it is interesting that those birds have a higher mortality and much higher chance of getting killed when they're like one or two, or I guess older than that, even with a failed nest compared well, to juvies. The juvies doesn't, I suppose, but the juvies aren't making the trek, right? They're, they're growing up where they're hatched and they get their uh-huh. primary feathers and they're just their first summer of flight is spent locally. So, and as far as I can tell, that's, pretty accurate because you know like you were saying like how do they know to go so far north like i sometimes would think like that their parents take them there like their first year like late late summer they shoot up there just for a couple weeks or whatever at least to you know the southern tree line but these birds are going to some of them not all of them but some of them did go to the arctic circle (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) And yeah, I've seen that before, too, on... Uh... That's just instinct. Like, it's just the, you know, genetic memory or whatever. It's no different than, I suppose, salmon or trout or anything that runs off of instinct, you know? I mean, I guess that's our, our human brain, our primate brain, that's just like, well, this is like you said, they must be showed by their parents, you know? It's like... Not, yeah, but not necessarily. I don't, but I don't <laughs> think so. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I don't think there's enough time for them to do that. I think Which, it's hard for the human brain to just guess how small the world is to a goose. Well, that and just because we operate a certain way, we think everything operates the same way. So we don't mm-hmm. we don't do hardly anything instinctually. We need to be taught. You know, it takes us two years just to start walking, and uh, these things are making a uh, you know two years they're making world travel in flight. So. And in, one, a... and in a matter of months, they're <laughs> flying. Yeah, and uh, so much for that migration pushing farther west theory. Yeah, right. Which is a which is a generalization to debunk a generalization. So I'm just exactly because doing... when people say the migration, <laughs> they really they're throwing every species of waterfall in there. You know, it's not just, fun just to these, say. right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's I, some but, other. But you um, could say which migration? Which one? Are we, which which flyway are we talking about here? And I'm sure there is some species of some clan of it or colony that is moving further west. But um, oh. there's some other interesting like results they got too out of this study that they went over in the webinar. Like um, they had one goose that was a city goose, lived in Des Moines, um, had babies for multiple years on top of a car dealership, and also huh. roost like usually roosted on a rooftop, like on a flat roof in like a industrial area during the summer like not during the flightless period obviously but right um like late summer and early summer there she was spending most nights sleeping on a roof and having her nest there so (laughs) then this goose flies to like rural missouri and then just does what every other wild goose does she went to like southwestern missouri and just was a river rat went out to go feed on corn and huh. went to bed at went to bed at dark and 
like went from a complete city goose to a complete rural goose. What are their babies do? They have to do the old uh, wood duck thing and just, I guess we're uh, base jumping off this building here. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you see like uh, a lot of geese doing that, like even around the Minneapolis area and people like save the little babies and like bring them down to, um, you know, the 10, 10 stories high and they'll walk all the babies down to the ground. But I don't think that goose fucked up. Like, I'm pretty sure it knows its kids are going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, they seem pretty durable. I think we've all seen those nature shows where the wood ducks are bombing out of the nest. and They just bounce off the ground like a Super Bowl. You've seen the barnacle goose one? Uh, I don't think so. Uh-uh. Oh, you gotta see the barnacle goose one. Is it a is there a YouTube? Yes. Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's like on one of those Planet Earth um series. It's like episode one. Barnacle. Oh, it's a YouTube. Oh yeah. Good. And those ones don't survive a hundred percent. Are those the, the ones Spoiler that bounce alert. off the cliffs and stuff? Maybe I have seen. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe I have seen that. There's a couple. All right, this is not waterfall related, but have you? Seen, I think it's um, elephant seals, or no, it might be walruses, that their populations are like so large and like where they um, breed or whatever that they have to keep finding new territory. So they literally climb these cliffs, but then they have to get off of the cliffs, and it's just like blood and gore as they bounce down this cliff trying to get back to water and it's like I think I what have the seen that. hell I mean just <laughs> massive cuts in their blubber and it's like what this why this sometimes nature is stupid <laughs> I know but imagine how many fucking goats fell off of cliffs for them to evolve that far yeah I suppose I mean I guess we <laughs> I guess go out at 50 million years and you're gonna have cliff climbing marine mammals maybe oh right This what is this? Is that mine or yours? It's mine. It must be yours. I don't know if this is coming through the recording. I don't think it, it is. is. It definitely is coming through my speakers or yeah. my headphones. The breed in these mountains. Oh, look at that face on that thing. Is there a hunting season for barnacles? Yes, there is over in Europe. Let's go. Yeah, why aren't we there? I don't know. Barnacles are um, really overpopulated. Are they really? Look at that face. In a couple that spots, thing. they're like one of the only. I'm pretty sure they've, they've um, established a colony in the Netherlands now that's considered residence. Well, that's and good. as far as I know, I don't think they have that's the only in the Netherlands, so they're probably better off. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, that's the only <laughs> Arctic goose that's made a resident population south of the Arctic. Hmm. Look at these cute little fuzzballs. Yeah, they're about to die. Everybody, don't if you're listening to this while you're driving, don't YouTube it. But when you, you know, if you're at your office or when you go home, I just put in uh, barnacle goose jump, but it's actually called. Arctic geese chicks jump off cliff to survive. That's way too long of a title. It's called a hostile planet. Oh, here comes an Arctic fox to jack a couple babies. Oh, the ravens. Dude, it's tough out there for a pimp. Seriously. Why did they they go there? (laughs) Well, allegedly it's to avoid predators, but they just showed us a couple, so I don't know how well that's working. 
I think that's for the 24-hour daylight. That could be, and too. And food. I think the food's got to be fire. It must be. I think the grass is up in the Arctic. Because why Why do all the geese go up there to graze? Like, the grasses up there must be more nutrient-dense or something. Not just geese. Just, like, bird species. Yeah, like, birds in general. Just how many birds breed in the Arctic is fucking crazy. Like, that's a lot of energy to expend just to breed. Well, not right? even breed. Not even breed if we're talking about our molts. Like, they're just going, yeah, up, there just going up there to eat. Just going up there to fucking hang out. Dude, hang that out is some a snow cliff. geese and some <laughs> medium-sized these baby, These baby geese need squirrel suits. So there's some other, uh, some other shit in that study that was pretty interesting, too, I thought. Like, um, okay, they had, like, really cool data about... All right, we get it, Dale. They jumped off the cliff. No, they haven't yet. Mom's <laughs> mom's down there yelling right. at him, trying to coax him off. Dude, I'm riveted. Right, I'll let you. These cliffs. I'll let you narrate this for seven more minutes. <laughs> these cliffs no, are ahead. like Go something ahead. right out of Lord of the Rings, man. These things. This isn't like. Dude, these things are legit cliffs. Crazy. Talking, I'm, inter- I'm just interested as everybody else listening right now. I'm sure, <laughs> sure you are. Well, there goes parent number two. Oh, the brave little. Oh, you have to speak with the. British accent if you're narrating any sort of nature. Mm-hmm. As the chicks gather their courage, creep ever closer to the cliff. Oh, there he goes. And then an ad starts. Fuck off. Isn't right. YouTube the trash That's app? It. I'm done with it. See, now I don't even get to watch the rest of the video because where you put ads in videos is stupid, YouTube. That was just dumb. Anyways, everybody go to YouTube and check that out. It's pretty badass. Hey, YouTube, where's the back button? When I accidentally click on another video, god damn it. I would rather I would rather you force me to watch commercials in the beginning. Like, I can't skip through them. You know, like, okay, have them in I, I the get middle. it. Then to interrupt, especially if you're watching, like, a music one, like it's an actual song, and then middle of the song, they just bust into a commercial. The fuck is I that? I hate that, too. That's the worst. Anyways. Fucking hate that. All right. All right. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. CIA neck collar, black helicopter results. <laughs> CIA. <laughs> they had some really cool geese walking through residential areas while flightless. Data that was, you know, was pretty interesting. I guess they walk around on the sidewalks, miles and miles through the city. So how come more and, people uh, aren't shooting these collars? Um, there have been, I think, at least twenty some that got have gotten killed. Okay, well, that's actually well, how out of how many you said they. Did? 71 and they refused to okay. say well, that's how actually many a pretty good percentage the guy said um the biologist is like i'm not gonna say how many are out there it's like okay these aren't bands like where you shoot them and they're gone they give you a replica and right. i'm just gonna throw it out there if they got the money they put that fucking transmitter on another goose they don't put it on the shelf and be like you've done your service yeah, that one's done you're yeah, you're right, retired right, right. now like if they got the initiative and the cash they're putting that thing on another goose so my yeah, guess is recharge if, the battery set or lose out of out of 71 whatever ones don't have shot pellet damage are still out there right or lost yeah or in eaten the belly by of a coyote an eagle. or eagle <laughs> or yeah who knows um musky poop <laughs> oh another really cool thing they had in there too was um put some neck collars on some geese at a WMA and then like just really close, like 10 miles away. They did it at like a, you know, like a summer lake with a bunch of cabins around it. And they thought these geese kind of would go back and forth, like between the WMA and the lake. And they didn't. 
and they said they were completely separate flocks altogether. Even though they were that close in proximity, they really never intermixed, which I thought was super interesting because like, it's easy to make these generalizations, like the geese are doing this or that. Right, right. And it reminded me of another study I read, which was the neck collar one from the um, Chicago O'Hare Airport with the white and blacks. And they were saying that geese are starting to use the city more. And are they? Or is the flock that uses the city doing better than the flock that is using the rural areas? And they're getting shot out of the rural areas and thriving. You know what I mean? Like, Because here you got these two flocks on the Iowa study that are just like 10 miles away from another. And they, they don't know that they exist. They go think- winter in different areas. They do all their own thing. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think in in a way you have to speak in generalities um, because it becomes a number thing, just like you already um, displayed. Like there was that city goose living on a rooftop and then goes, hangs out in the country, goes south, mm-hmm. doesn't, didn't go to the Arctic. You know what I mean? So there's always outliers. There's always some birds that do different things. Why? Who knows? But the largest percentage <clears throat> of birds create these patterns that we can then look at and, you know, make I think you have to deal in generalities to kind of, otherwise, I agree. otherwise it would just be all over the place. Like it'd be so convoluted. It'd be like, well, what, what do you gonna... do after they hatch? <laughs> Fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. And like, unless you're going to put a transmitter on every goose in the world, you'll never be totally accurate with what you say about them. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think we're dealing in percentages more than, you know, whatever, but that it's is so pretty cool, fascinating. Though. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's like, and you look at this map and you think, all right, where would I hunt to try to maximize my chance of getting one of these? And there really isn't, they don't really bottleneck anywhere. No, they, they dropped a couple of little clues and I thought I could pause and zoom in on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, you can kind of, there is a slightly thicker spot here, but it's not like, you know, it's not, a, obviously it's not a for sure thing. And who knows, they might do the thing when they, you know, they blast right through. So, and they also found that geese banded in the city have just about the same mortality rate, like in terms of hunters, as geese banded in rural areas. And they figured just because you got concentrations of geese in the city, concentration of hunters, sure. it just they kind of even out. It kind of evens out. Makes sense. Where they they did expect like the geese out in the country to get mopped way harder than the city geese, and that did not happen. It is somewhat interesting. Well, I mean, that's where the food source is, right? Except for golf course geese and whatever else. But, um, I mean, they're flying out to ag fields to to eat. So, no matter where their roost is, they're putting themselves at risk. Um, right, flying unless out to ag gonna... fields to to eat. So, unless they stay in one metropolitan area, their right? I mean, you got life. you do seem to have those city geese. I swear that never leave. Like they eat on grass medians, baseball fields. Like they just never ever eat grain it seems which yeah i think i think there's a lot of migrating geese that never eat grain too could be and probably yeah. is completely anecdotal and have zero actual scientific evidence to back up that claim but whatever i'm going with it yeah same <laughs> <laughs> i mean they all i mean they look like the same goose don't they all oh, and there's some cool. there's some pretty good neck color studies too from out west that they came up with a percentage of how many of them truly are residents. And I mean, I guess the ones out there, I think they figured it was around 
of the geese they that are there in the summer are actually there year round. Yeah, I was gonna say like that whole resident population thing is is almost kind of a misnomer. I mean, what we know now, like they don't really they don't really hang out. Where's the non-breeders in the summer? There's none in the Arctic. Apparently, They're in the Arctic, which I really <laughs> here's something I've not, I've not found a study on this, but I'm going to Google it right now just in case I've ever missed it. But the resident resident quotation mark flocks that breed in Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, mm. Texas. What about those non-breeders? Yeah, where are they going? <laughs> Do those go to the Arctic? Because that would be some shit. That would be some shit. So you haven't seen it. Google it. What do you find? All right. I'm going to do it right now. I'll, uh, uh, what are we Googling? Okay. Googling Local. giant resident. Oh, yeah. Okay. Canada goose um, movement ecology southern states. Let's see. I put in an actual. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> this doesn't tell me anything. That's that was dumb. I put in South Carolina just as a a random. You know they're probably not doing studies down there. I know they're probably not. They probably don't think. Ah, there's a hundred geese here. Who fucking cares? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm thinking. But I like, wonder. I know I can. I don't see groups of adults walking around on golf courses in Minnesota or anywhere I've been in the lower 48, but I haven't been to Florida. You know, like maybe they do have like groups of adults just sitting there preening their feathers on pole eight. I think with there, no kids. there's definitely some in the South that breed in the South. There's um, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to people that are like, Oh, we have Canada geese down here too. It's like, Oh, crazy. I'm like, I wonder they got, I bet they do. I bet. How much you want to bet a Texas goose? Molt goes all the way to freaking none of it. I'm thinking it's possible. Let me just put in like Texas resident. Can't I'll do this. Um, migration Canada goose. Hmm. I don't know what else I put in there. The Texas Breeding Bird Atlas. That's probably a good source. Let's see what it has to say for itself. Riveting podcasting going on right now. Branta Canadensis. Okay, let's see if I can think of anything more from that. I don't know. They really thought people were going to go after these neck collars. I don't know where they were going to get that idea from. But you can tell they're definitely... The reason I couldn't find out information on it before was from their design. Like they did not want any information out about them. They were holding everything very close to the chest. <laughs> it's almost they like they thought like I you would do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they—I they, don't know. I don't think band hunters. I don't think band hunters are a very much in existence. There's a couple of us out there, but I've taken enough people band hunting to know how many people want to band hunt. And uh, how successful are you? Because I think the most successful thing you could possibly do if you wanted to stack your lanyard was you collect as much information about banding locations as you possibly can in the summer. You get a crew of six dudes, shoot 
three and a half inch BB pattern master full chokes and you bucket everything with seven guys just trying to go for numbers. Everything that comes within 60 yards, light them up, chase down your cripples. You're going to end up with so many more bands than a band hunter. I think. Well, you would. I mean, that seems to be the obvious, but. You think so? Because, like, it seems like these biologists are, like, thinking that band hunters are, like, there's a fuckload of us and we're good at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I understand why they, like you said, they're playing it close to their chest, but um, they still have to be successful at it. And, I mean, you've you've done it, and I don't think you have a, a, an insane success rate. There's no, sh- that's, that's not a shot against you. I just mean, like, uh, so much has to go right. You right, know, no. Especially when you bring it down to trying to, out of all the geese, you're trying to find one of 70 collared geese. You know what I mean? And uh, That's, I mean, everything just has to go exactly right for that to happen. It would be quite amazing. I think you can get lucky a bunch of times in a row, but I don't know. Like, it's just, it's. It's not like it doesn't guarantee you're going to kill a band when you band hunt. It guarantees you're not going to kill a bird that isn't banded. Right. Unless you hit the wrong bird, which I've definitely done. <laughs> I can't find, at least with Texas, I can't find anything that that says where it just it's super generic. Like allaboutbirds.org says first and second year geese not old enough to breed along with those that lost nests early in the breeding season also undertake a molt migration. Individuals may move several to hundreds of miles during the late spring and summer to large body of water where they will be safer as they molt their wing feathers. Um, but who knows? Um, I mean, yeah, that could be, that, just, could be the... that could be Lake Fork or Winnipeg. Who the hell knows? And I'm looking at florida's website right now it says florida's home to year-round resident geese which do not migrate during most of the year canada geese blah 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 um, i'm guessing a lot of these states just aren't doing those studies i agree they've which, got other they're go. more interested in the species that their residents hunt like in sure. florida probably teal right and ringnecks probably a true statement i don't know let's look at louisiana Louisiana. I heard some guy from Louisiana just absolutely kind of just shredding the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service because they had like a they have a September season there. It's like a one or two goose limit, and about how Arkansas has a five goose limit. They're so <laughs> pissed off about it. And then I looked up the population. And it was like, well, Arkansas has fucking yeah. twenty times the amount of Canada geese that you have. And there's 12 geese in Louisiana. That took me a whole nine seconds to figure out. Um, well, <laughs> you don't need to have facts to have a strong opinion on the internet. No, I'm definitely the biggest example of that. It's yeah. true. I <laughs> <laughs> see. You can't let facts get in the way of a good argument. How long have we been going on this one? Oh, I don't know. What are we at here? Uh, 30-ish minutes. What else you got? What else did you learn on the on the collared? What other what other um do you do you know off the top of your head like how many different places are doing collared Canada goose studies? Roughly? Uh, uh no. 
I don't. Uh, I know that there's some going on in New York. Um, New York, if you look on their website, you can find like one or two collars get put on per year. That's on at least on their website. You can even find out where they put them on, by the way. Um, Then you have you have the white and black studies that are going on, had gone on in Tennessee, which I believe they're still doing that, and Chicago, which is now over. The black and blacks and the black and whites from Iowa. By the way, Nick, on OregonLive.com, it says goose collars are for research, not trophies. Mm. In case you were wondering. There's uh, neck collar studies going on on some cackling goose species. I know that. And um, there's also... Out west, there's there's been studies in, as far as I know, like Colorado, Utah, California, Washington. I just found a Washington collar. Um, I found a Washington collar swimming around in a town on a photo <laughs> in my research. Uh, Best Internet Scouter Alive. This could, uh, be, this could be an interesting uh, article to read. The effects of plastic neck collars on behavior and breeding. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and they kind of freeze sometimes. But I yeah, did. I, I saw, actually I saw said... a picture. I saw that when I googled it the first time. One of the first images that came up was this goose with its with giant clump of ice uh, around his neck. He was dead. Uh, one of our uh, Minneapolis collars died this year down in Iowa, hmm. and it was not the one I had a photograph of from last November. So there's still maybe one or two of those black and yellows out there. And when I found that one in Washington, I sent it to Brad Cochran and he goes, Oh, that's a Washington collar. He goes, that must be, that must be 11 or 12 years old by now. And then I checked it and I was banded in 2009. I was like, dude, you're good. Wow. That's very good. <laughs> Nail on the head. Well, it sounds like there's a plenty of, there's nothing here. that says like how many there are, but I found a green one in Colorado. A lot of different. Lots of different states out there doing it. See a lot of northern states, though. Not seeing a ton of southern states. I ain't into there. Them can- At least three. Can- them Yankee geese. Oops. Oh. There. Be interesting. Well, should we do some ranting and raving on the next one, then? Yeah. All right, I'll close this one out and then uh, do some uh, pot stirring. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> we'll, get your, we'll get your take on it. Or we can do another state. Eh, I don't want to do another state. I don't want to either. I don't want, we've done enough research. We'll bitch about guiding. Yeah, it sounds good. All right. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.